Hi, I'm Stuart and welcome to our podcast, The More You Know. Our podcasts will be looking into how the manufacture of semiconductors interacts with our everyday life. So um, welcome to our podcast, The More You Know. Uh, welcome back to our listeners. Um, today we have got, I always say a special guest, but this is a special guest. I have the general manager from one of our environmental factory in the southwest of England in a little place called Clevedon. Um, Neil Meta, um, welcome. Um, so what do you do, Neil? Well, I'm glad you call me special there, uh, or, or did you? Special. I'm not sure. Everyone's yeah. special Everyone's on our podcast. Specials. Okay. As you say, I'm the uh, general manager of product company Clevedon in the semi-division of, of Edwards. Mm. Um, and you probably want to know what that means. Yeah, what, what does product company mean? Well, I know what it means, but our listeners will probably go, what's product company? It sounds really quite special. Basically, the factory for Edwards, but it's uh, so we're a factory in the traditional sense, in that we manufacture product uh, that then goes on and, and is sold to our customers. But we're also like the engineering factory there, so we design, develop, test, and bring to market new products. So we're kind of a delivery hub of the of, of of Edwards. So for our listeners, what do you actually make at Product Company Clevedon? So Product Company Clevedon, we make uh, abatement systems that uh, support the uh, microchip industry. Mm -hmm. And the abatement systems basically clean up uh, the air that's a byproduct of making the silicon wafers, and we clean up the air and make it much more environmentally friendly. Okay. Basically I have to admit, that. I have a bit of a soft spot for Clevedon, and especially with Edwards and Clevedon, because that's where I started my career. So uh, working closely with the general managers, mm -hmm. but they soon got rid of me, and here I am with my podcast. Um, where, where, where were you before? I think you just said earlier you'd been a year and a bit with Edwards, so congratulations. A year and one month, I think you said. Where were you before that? So I'm an engineer um, by by training, although uh, clearly branched out into programs and general manager management um, many many moons ago I started work at uh, what was then and still is to be fair um, a really high-tech company Rolls-Royce not the cars uh, aeroplane engines um, and uh, spent a lot of my uh, time improving uh, aircraft engines either in range or efficiencies or uh, developing new engines for, for, for new aircraft. Um, after about 26, 27 years at, at, at Rolls-Royce, having picked up a lot of uh, skills about how to manage high technology, high value kind of equipment, um, I kind of moved into a sort of interim and consultancy. Some of it was aerospace, aircraft interiors, mm. actually worked for some of the, some airlines, but also uh, in the medical industry, doing kind of hip uh, replacement equipment. That sounds and, good. Uh, I could do with one. I think the hip replacement is good to know you. I, I, I know a man who can do you a deal. Fabulous. Stuart, when it gets to that point. Um well, also um, doing uh, environmental equipment in the oil and gas industry, um, and a number of other 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 industries. This sounds like another podcast: that environmental equipment for the oil industry. Mm. That sounds like a kind of weird position. And but you talk about products there. Um, what kind of products do you make now? 
So what we make now uh, are actually environmental products. So uh, we supply um, products to the uh, microchip industry. Mm -hmm. So, but in the uh, making of a microchip or a silicon wafer, um, there's a lot of byproducts in the in the form of fairly noxious gases, and mm. certainly gases that have a high carbon dioxide equivalent. Um, that 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 if just let escape into the atmosphere would hasten global warming and add to the whole mm -hmm. uh, car, car, carbon problem that we that, that we're generating on this planet. Our equipment takes those gases, um, puts them through a reasonably complex uh, process of he heating uh, up to high temperatures, filtering through water baths and, uh, and 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 other filters, and clean cleans them up. And actually, you know, one of the things I am most proud of is we the products that come out of Cleveland in every year um, save. 20 million um, tons of carbon equivalency uh, of, of gas. And that, just to put it into context, is about the same as almost all of Wales's annual output of uh, carbon dioxide or carbon equivalent gases. One of the big things um, recently, um, and, and I'm sure you're the same, being the general manager of um, uh, in the supply chain to semiconductors, is that everyone knows about us now, isn't it? Before, no one ever heard of a semiconductor. <laughs> um, and in particular now we've got this, the, you know, Edwards as part of Atlas Copco Group has signed up to science-based targets. There's an unprecedented demand for semiconductor chips. Your factory currently is going through a huge expansion. How do you align environmental targets and huge expansion and more energy needed as part of that supply chain demand we're seeing all the way from the consumer? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a really good question. Uh, so you're right. So so on the one hand, um, I have uh, a demand from my customers and from the wider business to triple, triple output. Okay. And that, you know, does cause us to have to, we're investing in new facilities, um, doubling the size of the factory space, get bringing in, um, renting new, new, new offices, um, buying more parts, um, employing more people. Um, and all of that potentially has an impact on our carbon footprint. And then on the other hand, we've got we've signed up to carbon base uh, targets. Um, yeah, so I think it's the science based target initiative. Science based yeah. targets, quite right. Um, to um, reduce year on year our car carbon foot footprint. Mm -hmm. And uh, at first glance, those two things are a bit incongruous and fighting against each other. How can you grow your business and, 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 and reduce carbon? Uh, and indeed, it's difficult. Uh, but it also gives us some opportunities, um, you know. Is opportunities another word from a general manager of, oh God, how am I going to do this? <laughs> a little bit of that, <laughs> a little bit of that. There are some oh God moments. But there are also some general, uh, general opportunities mm -hmm. there. So uh, we're building a new factory. We're investing a lot of money in a new factory and uh, building a factory from the ground up 
gives you the ability to put in new technology. It gives you the ability to think uh, through the factory from the ground upwards um, and take advantage of that building uh, to put in some environmental uh, measures. It doesn't solve the whole problem, but it, but it gets us uh, quite a way there. What do, you, what, what do you mean? Like, no, Is it like solar panels? What, what are the kind of initiatives that you've been taking? Yeah, um, so a number of initiatives and solar panel panels are, are, are a big one. So we've designed the factory with a roof that can take solar panels on both, both sides and mm -hmm. be functioning. So we've got 15,000 uh, square meters of sol oh, solar panels. That's quite a lot. On, on there. Yeah. And that will give us self-sufficiency in energy up to 18% or 18% mm -hmm. self-sufficient. So it doesn't solve the whole problem, but it gets us there. Mm. Um, but we've also taken the advantage to do a number of other, other, other things. So already in our existing factory, we'd put in heat exchangers that take uh, the stale air that's been in the offices and in the factory that uh, uh, is being exited into the environment. But we flow that over heat exchanges to extract some of the heat from that for the new fresh air that's coming in to reduce um, our energy consumption, which helps on bills, but it also helps on our carbon footprint. Mm. That's in the existing factory. We've gone a step further in the new factory in uh, retaining those heat exchangers, but also putting heat, pump, heat pumps in, which extracts even more of that heat from the stale air and imparts it to the fresh air that's, uh, that, that's coming in, which reduces our carbon uh, Im impact um, even more. How, how much, do you, have you got a figure? I'm, I'm putting you on the spot now. Have you got a figure how much? Because everyone's talking about, um, you know, using heat pumps. In fact, my wife was talking about this morning saying the government gives you grants, et cetera. But how much does the heat pump actually save you in real terms? That, that should reduce our energy consumption uh, on heating by 40%. Wow, that's, that's, that's quite a big saving then. Yeah. So what, what, what other aspects are you looking at? It rains a lot in the southwest, doesn't it? Is there any aspects of water? It's not all just about energy consumption then, is it? Is there... So firstly, you know, when we're looking at our environmental footprint, there's the, there's the carbon Im Im impact, and we've talked about some, some of the things on that already. Um, but yeah, as you say, there's water, water usage. So we are at this moment um, putting in a great big tank, which will collect the rainwater off mm. uh, the factory roof, um, collect that, and we will use that water for toilets and grey gray water kind mm. of thing. Um, and uh, that will save significant amounts of, of uh, water that doesn't have to go through the uh, network and the pipe, pipe, pipe work um, go, going forward. So it's true you've got a swimming pool underneath the new factory then? We've got a swimming pool in there, although Great. I wouldn't like to be in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in, in addition to that, actually, we've also got a retention tank. Mm -hmm. um, so you mentioned the southwest, it rains a lot, and it does, and we have a lot of storms. And one of the problems with that is um, we get uh, overloading of the uh, sewage system, um, I'm which, getting worried now. You talked about toilets in the first part and the overloading the sewage system. 
I'm a bit worried where we're going with this, but don't worry. Keep 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 with it. You'll be all right. And ultimately, if the sewers get o- 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 overloaded, mm-hmm. some of that ends up getting released into the uh, in, into the channel, into mm-hmm. the sea, into the watercourses um, through the general sewage mm-hmm. system. Um, and, and me as an open water swimmer, that's that's not very yeah. welcome. Um, so we have a big retention tank right next to your swimming pool um, in there, which releases water at a gradual rate. Rate. So even if we have a massive storm, it'll store that up and then trickle the water out into the sewage system mm. to reduce our impact, impact in over, overloading the sewers and reduce right. the chance of of uh, sewage water having to be uh, released into the in, into the oceans. So there's a big sustainability story more than just the greenhouse gas and climate change aspect mm-hmm. of it. It's quite interesting. Um, I know within Edwards, we've just encouraging our employees to look at different ways of transport. Clevedon's not, um, it's, it's on the transport hub, but it's not in the, the it's out in the countryside. Mm-hmm. What's the challenges of about a factory growing and sustainably getting your employees to the factory? What, what are you doing about that? Yeah, so it's, it is very difficult. Um, we are, a, a, you know, a shortish walk out of Clevedon. Mm. Um, Clevedon itself uh, is not blessed with great connectivity in terms of public transport connectivity. Mm. I suppose that that's probably a lot of the factories in the semiconductor mm-hmm. industry, whether we're in Korea or in the United States or whatever. It's a big challenge, isn't it? Like the um, about getting employees to your factories. So we are doing, to, but but we do have a train station very very close. Mm. So um, you know the first priority is to, and we do have a lot of people who who live locally who walk to work, which mm. is the most environmental mm. way to get to work. Um, there are other, other other people who live slightly further away, but within cycling distance. I myself uh, cycle to work every day, and I, I, I live in Clevedon, uh, and it not only helps our factory footprint, uh, it certainly helps my well-being as mm-hmm. well. Uh, we are supporting... Um, more cycling um, by supporting initiatives like local initiatives like the extension of the strawberry line which will mm. put a cycle path which will join the factory up uh, with the train station in Yatton just a yeah. couple of miles away in the new, taking advantage of the new factory build again we're building uh, bike sheds with EV uh, charging points on there um, to um, and combining that with a really good cycle to work scheme where you can buy traditional bikes but also uh, EV or electric mm. electric bikes and we'll put the infrastructure in in there so to make it feasible for people to cycle to work uh, either on a normal or an electric well, bike. Will you use your solar panels to power up the EV and chargers? And the solar power pa- panels will feed into uh, mm. to, to the uh, char- charge points mm. um, in there. We have to recognise that People will still, many people will still need to drive to work. Mm. Um, I would prefer it uh, for people to drive to work in the most efficient vehicle possible and particular electrical, electric vehicles. So we have, as part of the Edwards Group, introduced um, a company scheme to assist employees in uh, 
purchasing or swapping out their it's fossil the fuel employee car. sacrifice scheme so you the got it drive to work rather than the drive to work scheme rather than the ride to work scheme the yeah. drive to work scheme I've just in electric that. in electric yeah, yeah. You, you you patented that have you <laughs> yeah yeah it's a yeah. it's a new campaign yeah um, and we will, of course, be uh, providing um, 20 spaces, EV spaces, mm-hmm. um, to start off with uh, in the, park, in the uh, car park um, for employees to charge their EV vehicles. So even if they haven't got the facilities at home to charge up at work, mm-hmm. um, and of course, we'll be using our solar panels to, uh, to, to charge... Yeah, 20 EV, that's quite a significant investment that you're expecting because you've got big car parks. So how many mm-hmm. people actually work at the factory? There's about 700. So even if you converted over 50% of them to EV cars or 20%, that's still quite a significant investment with 20 EV chargers. How does that tie in with the community? Do you think there's a, a bigger thing that people like yourself, general managers, could bring this experience you've got with the EV charging and the bike charging? Do you think there's an opportunity for companies um, to bring EV charging out to the community? And what I'm thinking of is that, you know, we're working with Action Net Zero, as you said, one of this um, in, in the Bristol in the Southwest, and their thing is about communities and EV charging. And there's yeah, an aspect so that we're exploring <clears throat> opportunities um, with organizations like Action, Bristol Action Next Zero to um, how we can not only do the right thing within our own facilities, but also support our local communities in doing the right doing doing the right thing mm. for example we may end up sponsoring ev chargers uh within the local within the local community um and we would certainly support um action net zero and uh you know other organizations in environmental um endeavors you know. it's, it's, it's been a theme of our podcast actually is that the stuff that individuals could do the stuff that organisations like Edwards could do, and there's stuff like what influencing government policy. What's your vision now? You've been a year and a month as a general manager. Um, what's your vision around sustainability for the for your your site, the product company Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, I guess in broad terms, I think my job is to build a sustainable business. Mm. Okay, and that I think that's. So it's sustainable in many aspects. We've talked about environmental sustainability. Uh, we've talked about, you know, how much our product, um, you know, benefits sustainability glo- globally. Mm. Uh, but there's other aspects to sustainability. Sustainability, in, in essence, means we'll be here a long time. Mm-hmm. And that means all sorts of things. I've got to continue making product that our customers want, that are mm-hmm. relevant, that our customers want, at a price they can afford, and we can make make some money out of it. But it also means I've got to have a sustainable workforce. So fundamentally, I've got to develop the organization, the team, so that people continue to enjoy working mm-hmm. working there, that they're proud of the company, that they get value and motivation from coming coming to work. 
Um, I've talked about sustainable infrastructure, you know, everything we do has an impact, but we can minimize that impact by thinking about how we, how, how we do it. Uh, and then if you look wider than, you know, wider than the factory gates, our local community there, mm. you know, as stakeholders in what we do. So we've got to be good stewards of, of, of the air and the water courses and the environment yep. around our factory. But we've also got to be good stewards with within the community. We are part of the community. And that might mean helping support some of the charities me and you were on a um cycle ride the that's other why weekend. i keep squirming on my seat neil because yeah, of that 3d too. cycle oh. <laughs> <laughs> um and we were raising money for the children's hospice but the cycle ride that we both did mm. and we were part of a team that i'm very proud of that uh, we raised uh, over one hundred and seventy thousand uh, pounds for that for that great cause yes my bottom's still feeling it yet but um it was uh, an awesome and it was uh, sustainably done because we did it on our bikes we did do it Some 225 miles 15,000 um, feet of ascent 20 <laughs> hours in the saddle and 5,000 calories a day I think with the um that we ended up uh, yeah. consuming we, I think we burnt 5,000 yeah. I took in about eight but there you go <laughs> yeah. and three bee stings but that's a story for another day yeah. the bees in the southwest like jelly babies but we'll discuss that another time we've been chatting today mm -hmm. um really interesting discussions what would be your key takeaways for our listeners, for our general managers, or for anyone who's running an establishment that um, could contribute? What would, what would their key takeaways be? I think building a sustainable business takes a holistic approach. There's no one thing you can do. I think you have to take the opportunities when they arise. Like I've explained about we're building a new factory, so we are taking environmental uh methodologies and equipment in the infrastructure side. Mm -hmm. um, you've also got to invest in your people, um, encourage and conjole people into taking individual activities there. Uh, you've also got to invest in your product, um, about how you can develop the product and your test processes and the material and your supply chain mm -hmm. to... Uh, be more sustainable in its mm. wide, wide, wide its sense, and you just have to look at these things in 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 a holistic sense. And I'd say anyone in my sort of position with with a little bit of power um, to make change, um, you know, I can't say it better than Spider Man. With great power comes great responsibility. And, you know, I think on that final quote, I think, Neil, you've captured it in one great statement. So here's to uh, sustainability and here's to Spider-Man. Thank you, Neil, for today. I really appreciate it. It's been a great chatting to you and hopefully speak to you in the future. Yeah, I'd love that, Stuart. Yeah, take care. Cheers.